Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Puche. What's good, everybody? What's going on? You hear that? That's a deep sigh. That means my ass is motherfucking tired, boss. I'm pretty fucking tired. I'm not going to lie. Outside of being tired, I'm, I'm a lot of fucking things. <laughs> but before I get into all that, today is day 12. Day 12 of surviving February. Yo, 12 days in, it wasn't until earlier that I realized that I'm literally halfway through this month and this shit's getting a little easier, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, my skin's popping. I would say my 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 hair's popping, but I'm bald. But my beard is full. Uh, your boy's losing some weight, losing that weenie do stomach. Weenie do. That's when your stomach hangs lower than your weenie do. Getting rid of that. But uh, you know, surviving February, man, it's been it's had its ups and downs. I'm not gonna front with you guys. It's had its ups and downs, but. I'm doing the best I can with what I got, you know, that's all I can do. All of that aside, man, I'm, 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 I'm conflicted today, guys. I'm stupid conflicted because I, um, you guys remember my boy Troy and his girl Sonia? If you don't remember them, go listen back. And if you do remember them, thanks for listening, y'all. Hey, and if you have listened and you are listened, are listened, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm tired as a motherfucker. <laughs> you listening to this, I know you're listening on the iPhone, so I'm going to go ahead and get this about the way. Please, please, please like, subscribe, review, rate the show. Hell, even, even post it, you know what I'm saying? I always love it when y'all post the show, but as I tell you every single time, Please give me five stars. And if not, I don't give a damn. That's cool. No sweat off my back, yo. But, hey, I would always appreciate the support, though. (sighs) Man. Damn. (laughs) Let me go ahead and get into this. Today's surviving topic will be surviving the aftermath how did this happen and actually let me back that up i'm not even going to say that i'm going for the first time i'm actually going to correct myself in the middle of the episode it's actually going to be surviving the sea level dating are you dating with value <laughs> Because that's actually what this shit should be about. 
I want to break something down with a small synopsis. I usually don't do this, but I feel like it'd be good to give a little backstory to this because before I jump into Troy and Sonya's situation, uh, Troy and Sonya, my boy Troy was the one who had the girlfriend who came in at 2.30 in the morning a couple of episodes ago. And um, he was hot and he was yelling at me about it. And I told him to, um, you know, tell her she hurt his feelings. I have an update on this story and what unfortunately occurred um, regarding that night. And um, this, I guess, will be probably like you can see it as like part one to that whole story because I don't have time to talk about the whole thing today. But um, any of you guys watched the movie Forrest Gump? You ever watched that movie, man? I love that movie. I love that movie for some odd ass reason. And I really feel like it's one of the greatest movies. But I also feel like if you're like me and you relate a lot to movies or you love movies, you get a little inspiration, you get a little bit, a little bit inspired by movies. And you see things and you view things in lenses of like how it happened in the movies. And you have to remind yourself often that, yo, that is the movies, bro. That's not real life. So to bring that around full circle, I think that one of my biggest reasons for my toxicity in relationships and why I unfortunately put up with a lot and put women through a lot is because I love the movie Forrest Gump, yo. And if you watched that movie as a child like I did, you would realize that that had to be one of the worst fucking relationships ever. Yo, Jenny ran my boy Forrest through a fucking ringer. And it didn't matter what she did to him or how she hurt him or how she played him. He, you know, Forrest had one of the hardest lines in that movie, yo. Forrest asks Jenny, well, first he stated to her, he stated, he said, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Now, needless to say, my boy Forrest was a fucking idiot because ain't enough nappy, happy dugout in the world to have me out here acting like how Forrest was acting. I mean, my boy Forrest acting like plum food. He punched the dude at the Black Panthers party. He punched the dude at the strip club. He punched. It, it. And then Jenny, you know what Jenny would do? Boy, Jenny threw a better curveball than a major league pitcher. She would curve my boy. She would curve my boy Forrest so hard. And he just kept coming back. And for me personally, I relate to Jenny and Forrest because on one side, I'm fucking as toxic as Jenny is. And on the other side, I'm just as fucking dumb as Forrest because I'm going to be real with you. Nubia Nuggets, if you reject me, if you deny me, then in some way, in some reason, some fucked up, toxic way, I want you more. But if you love me, you embrace me, I'm fucking Jenny. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to do you. At least that was the old me. You know, I'm working on a better version of myself. And with that being said, Jenny and Forrest Gump's relationship led me to believe, to realize that a lot of us don't date at our sea level. We don't date at our sea level. And you're like, 
What's the sea level, Uncle Poochie? What the hell is the fucking ocean and the sea and shit got to do with Dayton? Well, I'll explain to you. Thanks for asking. Because I'm talking to the whole family today. By the way, what the fuck are we eating? I haven't asked you guys that question in a while as my stomach starts to growl. You motherfuckers have not been feeding me well. I'm kind of upset with that. But we'll get to that later. (laughs) Dating at your sea level is a term that I use when I think about value and the range of what is required when it comes to dating. So when I say sea level, I mean S-E-E. Your C, like what you view, not like the C-S-E-A. Your C level, it's the, the level of which you view the standards that you're sniffing others should be at financially, emotionally, and physically. And so with that being said, if someone is dating at your C level, you guys are at the same view, at the same point, at the same place, um, and uh, you guys want the same things. Now, this is very, very important when you think about it, because if you all don't see eye to eye and don't have mutual goals, generally what it is, is that one person is, I guess you could say, above the other person. Remember when I talked to you guys about codependency and how children are codependent, the handicapped are codependent, but you as a sniffing other should never be codependent. Simply because when you're codependent on your significant other, that means that you must um, you must rely on them, which in essence makes you become a burden. I'm not going to go into all that detail again. If you don't remember, go listen back. My episodes are 30 minutes long. It ain't going to take that long. <laughs> and plus, I like the listens. I like to see that little listen button go up or the number go up. But yeah, man, dating at your sea level is very crucial because... Without dating at your sea level, what happens is, is that you're either the person that's above or you're the person that's below. And if you're the person that's below, again, you're codependent. You're reaching up and needing the help, needing the help, needing the help and wanting the help. And you can't progress without your sniffing at others, without your sniffing at others help, which in essence, you're not even a sniffing at other. You're just a fucking other bill. You're basically their child. Well, when you're the person that's up. That's not a good thing as well, because as you look at it, instead of progressing together, you're always looking down, trying to bring this person up, trying to gas them up, trying to give their life value, trying to, you know, speak life into them and explain to them how they're great and they're this and they're that. And that ain't good either, yo. You see, I believe and maybe I could be wrong because check me out. I'm single. I'm not in a relationship. All my relationships have failed. But I believe for a relationship to be to be at its height, to be at its core of success, you have to be able to date at your sea level. Eye to eye on the prize. You guys agree on what it is that you want and how to get the things that you need. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it, you know? A lot of things can be compromised. You can compromise a lot of things, but you can't compromise your uh, immunity. And I know you're probably thinking, yo, nobody's going to have it all. They're not going to have emotional, physical, and, um, you know, mental 
a level of uh, equality. That's true. You're not. But as long as you're working on it together, you can be fine. Emotions, we can talk it out. We can work it out. What you've been through in the past, we can go to therapy. We can go to counseling. We can, you know, we can we can do whatever it is to get you some help, sweetheart. Mentally, listen, that generally comes down to one's attitude. That's one of the hardest things to change and alter because it's one of those things where you have to look at who you are and what you are and where you've been and say, hey, I want to change. And that's not easy, dog. I've been there. I'm there right now. I want to change. I'm still trying to change. You guys hear me talk about a better version of me all the time. I'm always trying to get up, get out, and switch up my lifestyle um, for the better. The financial, man, that's the easiest part. You want to make more money? Put yourself in a place to make more money. Whether that is getting a better job, whether that is... Uh, I don't know, working more jobs, whether whatever it may be, but you got to, you just got to have the motivation to change, man. You got to have the need and the want um, to date at your sea level, or I don't know, keep dating people below you and being Captain Sabahoe, or keep dating people above you and being the hoe being saved. I have no idea. And by hoe, I don't mean a term of like sexuality preferences or promiscuity. I'm just using slang, y'all. Don't get too sensitive on your boy. But I can say this. Your chances of being in a successful relationship when you don't date at your sea level, man, do those bad boys dwindle. So... Let's get into my story because you guys love my stories. That's why you're here. That's why you listen. <laughs> my boy Troy, his uh, girl came in at 2.30 in the morning a couple of weeks back. And needless to say, like I said earlier, my man was livid. He was very upset. He was very taken aback. He was very um, hurt by this. And uh, as I told you guys in that previous story, he didn't. <clears throat> he didn't unfortunately tell her that he was hurt by it. He he kept it inside. There's they they um just kind of brushed over it as though it never occurred until I got some unfortunate news Sunday. Could have been Saturday, I can't remember. But he <laughs> It's not funny, I shouldn't juggle. My boy calls me. And I can tell he's upset. And uh, he hits me. He's like, yo, man, I, I'm on my way to your house. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Come through. Fall through. Now, Troy lives on the other side of town. So it was kind of rare for him to come to my way. We usually meet somewhere in the middle and discuss matters of whatever is bothering us. But when Troy makes it to my front doorstep, I can see in his face that something's bothering him. Something's really bothering him. And um, before I can even get a word out, Troy looks at me and he says, Sonia and I, are, we're over. It's mad crazy because they've been dating for about, man, four, five, almost six years. Been dating for a while. And so I've heard about them being over for a very long time. And that was nothing very shocking that they were over 
because uh, to me it's temporary. Um, they've broken up multiple times. That's what happens. You know, you fall in and out of love and try to work it out. At least that's what I believe. But um, he looked at me. He said, "Yo, um, we're over and it's serious this time." And uh, I kind of still, like, you know, not saying anything, just look at him. And he says, man, she cheated on me. And just the defeation, the defeation, <laughs> I don't know if that's word, the defeated look on my boy's face when he <laughs> told me that was just one of which. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I couldn't describe it. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I felt so bad as I looked at him because he couldn't even look me in my eyes after he told me she cheated on him and um, called me a, a shitty friend, called me a piece of shit, called me whatever you want. But uh, knowing what I know about his and her relationship, after he told me that they were over with, after he told me that they were broken up. And in that very moment, my instant response is, I did what does someone inform me I always do. I word vomited. I looked him dead in his face and I said, shit, be honest with you, bro. Sounds like you just dodged a bullet. And my boy just sits, takes a seat on my porch and starts to cry. <laughs> I'm not even going front. I love you, Troy. I mean, you know, you know who you are. But yeah, he starts to cry, man. And um, in true bro fashion, I hit him with one of those pats on the back. And, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be OK. And, you know, he, he sits back and he, it's not an ugly cry. He's just kind of like letting one out. But um, yeah, he, he, he found out. And I guess, you know, I'll make this in two parts of an episode, actually, <laughs> um, because there's so much into the story. I need to I need a whole 30 minutes to express it. He found out that she cheated on him because he took the liberty of doing some fuckboy shit. And I don't even know if it's fuckboy shit, but. I told him that I previously did it in my relationship. So he kind of took heed to my energy. He went through her phone. He went through her phone and um, saw that she was messaging a guy on uh, one of the social media platforms. Um, and um, he showed me the messages, man. I'm not going to lie. They were pretty startling. They were pretty upsetting. Um, but what was crazy about it was how subtle they were. It was mostly what one would call harmless flirtation and nothing to be too worked up about, I guess you could say, because the messages were the guy calling his girl beautiful and she being receptive to it and she calling him handsome and he being receptive to it. But there was one section in there that that really ate my boy Troy up. It really in it and I could tell it 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 burned his soul. The gentleman that his girl Sonia was texting or messaging asked where she lived. And she told him what part of town she lived in. And then she proceeded without without being questioned to inform said gentleman, 
I live by myself. Man, that murdered my boy Troy because, you know, you remember that sea level thing I just told you about? Well, let's just say my boy Troy kind of was on the below sea level portion where his girl Sonia was the breadwinner in the household for the majority of their relationship because, you know, he just he didn't have it like that, man. My boy Troy was a hard worker. He was a good man. He was a good worker. But similar to myself, he couldn't hold a steady job for a long time just because whatever the situations were. And then when he held a steady job, he ended up fucking it up because of bad life decisions. And so my boy Troy, as I read the messages out loud and looking back on it, I shouldn't have read them out loud. As I read the messages out loud, he just he cried harder when I stated her response about her living alone. He, I could hear his tears kind of weep harder. And at that point, I really felt bad for my boy. I really felt for him because, um, you know, no man wants to feel castrated. No man wants to feel like his woman. At least I'll say no real man wants to feel like his woman has to wear the pants and be the man and the woman, be the alpha in the relationship at all times. And um, to bring things back around full circle, Troy and Sonia's situation was a situation of what occurs when someone is lacking. You know, they may have the emotional or they may have the physical, but they're lacking the financial. Now, I know a lot of you will say, you know, money doesn't mean everything, but I'm here to tell you right now, don't nobody want to be taking care of no broke-ass man. I'm just going to, I don't care how sexist this makes me sound. You, as a man, think to yourself that you are a provider. So taking care of a woman that makes less than you is completely fine. But vice versa, I'm going to say most women don't (laughs) want to take care of a broke ass man. And so my boy Troy looks at me as as he starts to wipe his tears and he and he informs me, hey, you know, uh, the thing is, I could have taken I could have taken the comments. I could have taken the flirtation. I could have taken everything that was said in that conversation. But when she told him she lived alone And we've been living together for two and a half years. And I've been putting food in the refrigerator. I've been paying rent. I've been going, getting up to work. And, you know, I don't want to go to work at these shitty jobs that I work at. But I've been trying. I've been trying hard to be a better man for myself and for the future that I thought we have. And to see my future ripped out of my chest in a matter of seconds. Man, that was just too much. That was way too much. Unk, I just, I, I can't be with her anymore. I can never forgive her for what she did. I I love her and I love her a lot, but I, I can't believe she did this to me. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what a broken man sounds like. And I'm sure broken women probably sound similar the same. Nowhere am I placing any blame as though saying that Sonia's actions are one of every woman's actions because 
I don't believe that everybody cheats. <laughs> I just think the majority of people do. And so my boy Troy is, for the most part, is I can say is pretty shaken up, pretty sad. But, you know, I had to be I had to be the contrarian. I had to be the man that I always am in situations and try to tell my brother to look at the bright side of things. My boy Troy knows what I went through with my own personal failures. So he can look at me as an inspiration to move past whatever it is that he's struggling with. But I do want to place this out to you all. And I do want to ask this because I will go into the second portion of um, the scenario next episode. Because that'll be revolved around karma. But is it possible? I just want to know in 2020. Is it possible for one to have a serious monogamous relationship with traditionalism values, but with modern day standards? Now, I know I said a lot of fucking three letter words there, but what I'm basically asking is, can you be in a relationship with one person? but still truly believe that the man should be the provider, the man should be the protector, the man should bring home the bacon, while the woman is somewhat of, you know, a woman works, but she doesn't make as much money as the man, and she does not require um, the same version of, 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 uh, of, of uh, standards. She's not a housewife. She's not a, you know, I don't know, she's not a Brady Bunch wife, but she still understands that she has to, for the lack of better words, I don't want to say bow down to her man or her mate, but understand that, hey, what my significant other male says goes while also having the equality. Because I struggle with that. I know a lot of people who want to be in relationships and want to have the the domestic life and have a wife and have wholesomeness and, and all this monogamous shit. But then they also want the idea that, you know, I can make as much, I was, for example, as a man, I'll make less money than my woman, but I still want to be consulted as the man or still want to be viewed as the um the backbone of the family when i don't even make all the rules or i don't even make all the finances in the household somewhere i struggle with that it's either you're going to accept society's new standards and new ways that women have you know their say and their go and their lives and their livelihood and you just got to be jiggy with that, bro. Or you got to go completely far left and be like, listen, I want a woman who's barefoot in the kitchen. And that's it. That's nothing more to it but to do it. And if she questions me on that, then that's not the type of woman I want. You know, it's one of those you can't have your cake and eat it too type situations. As for my boy Troy, man, I feel very bad for him. I feel very, uh, you know, sad for the fact that this did occur. Um, but looking back on it, man, the signs were there. I mean, geez, oh, peace. She stayed out until 2.30 in the morning and she didn't even call my bruh and tell him 
That sounds like a pretty fed up woman, if you ask me. <laughs> but as I did promise, there is more to the story. And I will explain later. I will explain tomorrow on um, how they pretty much got there and how karma in itself, I believe, has taken an ugly turn on my boy Troy and um, and possibly will turn out to take the same um, fate on uh, her one day. But that's in due time. We'll see what happens in that situation. And, um, you know, you know, <laughs> what do you, what do you do? I'm going to wrap that up here and I'm going to do as I always do, um, close this out. This has been another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poopche. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please allow the peace within you to kill the evil that is trying to come out of you. And until next time, y'all, I'm out.